Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adler Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most as always, and I'm proud to present today. Uh, we have one of my favorite people in the world, one of my four, one of my favorite clients in the world, um, Natalie Gurin, who is, uh, and I hope I said that correctly because I've been practicing in front of the mirror for absolutely ages to get her name right. <laughs> um, but Natalie, or Natalie, but with a H, so it's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E, Gurin, which is G-U-E-I-R-I-N. She's also a sponsor of the show, uh, NatalieGurin.com or Gurin.com. I just call her Nat, or Natalie because it's so much easier. Um, she's absolutely amazing. She's probably one of the coolest people I've met online in the last like couple of years. Flew over to the UK, worked together on some stuff, and just killed it. Like this woman went from like having a list that was very unresponsive to like writing story based emails and just like knocking out a couple of sales. That was actually pretty cool. That was actually quite an interesting, fun like couple of days. Now, what I was going to say was a uh, real quick shout out on sponsoring the show. Uh, AdlerMarcy.com, as always, is the place that we sponsor the show from. But also today's sponsor is NatalieGurin.com. Go there, check it out. She has like a whole section on free stuff. And what she does and what she's absolutely amazingly great at doing is breaking down. And I don't like using the word blocks because that's not what it is. What you actually do, Natalie, is you break down walls because a block just means one thing. You tear down walls. You're like a fucking wrecking ball. You just tear down walls that people have around the finances, the relationships, the loves, their experiences. And you tear that shit down in a way that's constructive and helps them. And I know because I've actually sat through several of these with you and they're amazing. So guys, you're in for a real treat because she is absolutely one of the coolest people ever. So Natalie, without any further ado, please and thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, this introduction just makes me feel like, oh my god, <laughs> like I'm, uh, I'm really touched and honored to to be here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And yeah, it's uh, flying over to the UK to meet you. That was uh, and to work with you. That was. Uh, pretty wild and a really amazing experience for me. Hells yes. I still have, like, how cool is this? She literally got me a, um, what did you get me? You got me an owl. You got me a pet owl, which I called Hermes, who sits in my bedroom all the time now. That's true, actually. Yeah, that was actually one of the best things about going to the UK, going to the Harry Potter Museum. Damn it, I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't go that day because I was busy, but goddamn, that was like, she showed me the photos, I was so jealous, it's crazy. But, um, okay, so just a real quick heads up on you from the bio, for, okay, so I'm going to get you to tell your own bio because you know your own shit better than I do, so please, go on. All right, so I'm a little weird, I'm an energy healer and intuitive coach. Uh, what that means is that I go into people's space and look to see what's going on, and then we, we tear down those walls that are really holding them back. And at the end of the day, for me, it's about helping small business owners uh, make more and keep more money, get better results, and just have more free time to enjoy life. Uh, and it's it's really a, um, something that I kind of, it's a weird way that I got into that, right? Like for me, it wasn't something that I started with the idea of I'm going to work with money and I'm going to tear down the walls. For me, it was just something that naturally started to occur. I was looking for a better way to to live my life and I walked into a healing class and I went, oh, there's no way I'm ever going to learn this modality. It's too expensive. And within five minutes, I knew that it was going to change my life and I knew that I was going to come up with the money to do it. Hells yeah. I mean, I've seen you pull rabbits out of hats. It's just insane the amount of times I've seen you do that. Like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Bam, it's there. Yep. And you know the doing is uh, is pretty phenomenal because you you get to the point where you when you get really really clear about something and you have that internal decision within you that's like 
I'm going to do this and it's going to happen no matter what. And then all of a sudden the universe opens its doors and magic starts to happen. And I think that's the kind of clarity that a lot of people are missing, actually. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I usually think the universe is trying to kick me in said balls rather than uh, <laughs> open a door. You know what? I think the universe kicks us by making us have really harsh experiences. Um, and it's like, are you on the right path? Or are you on the wrong path? And if it doesn't feel good, you're on the wrong path. But it's going to kick you until you decide to actually change. You know, there's an expression by Tony Robbins that says, he always says, uh, when you're when things get painful enough, you change. Yep. And uh, I find that that's true. You can do all the healing work in the world. You can, you know, move yourself forward. And, it can, and I, I would like to think that you can do it with joy. But pain is a real motivator in there. And when you get yourself stuck enough, you, you move, right? And you, you shift. You find a solution. You work through it. I agree with that entirely. In fact, one of the biggest things about, like, um, it's kind of a depressing thing to write and talk about, but I love doing this stuff. One of the things I wrote in my, um, on, like, my plaque that I have at home, that I'm actually, because I've really gotten back into artwork this year. Like, 20, uh -huh. 2018, I've started drawing a lot more and, like, creating art pieces. Um, one of the things I actually find, and I wrote this out in a really, really weird state of mind, and that was... Um, like life has one life has only one goal test your pain it'll kick you and beat you to the point where you want to give up but only to realize there's a level deeper for you to actually rise from yeah it's kind of uh calling it playing i call it playing full out you know that expression people say just be yourself right because that level that you rise from is really about being yourself and remembering who you are, but it's like you have to get kicked in the nuts before you actually are able to stand in your truth and go, "This is who I am," and I'm going to show up in the world, and I'm going to tear down my walls, and I'm going to do, I'm going to do me as me. And it's when when that happens, I think that's when magic starts to happen. That's so true. I mean, it is um, one of those craziest things. It's like when you are, what's the expression? It's essentially. So I'm going to quote the Avengers on this because the Hulk says it best. He goes, when I'm the Hulk, he goes, I don't have any armor. I'm completely exposed like a nerve. Yeah. And that's exactly Absolutely. when change happens is when you're in that state of complete like openness of who you are. Yep. You know, for me, it was funny. I always thought I was open to who I was. I always thought I was cool being a psychic, cool being an energy healer. And uh, last November, I was sitting in a hot tub in uh, Montana in a room, basically a hot tub, and you know how the universe is just weird sometimes and it brings you a weird opportunity? I'm sitting there with all small business owners, all entrepreneurs, so and technically all ideal clients, they were all open to healing, and I'm doing intuitive readings for them, but as I go to introduce myself, I couldn't actually talk about what I do. I couldn't talk about the energy healing work, it was kind of like, oh I have to hide, right? And I kind of went back to my old life and what I used to do rather than talk about the things that are actually could help them. And I realized in that moment when my friend asked me, she said, how come you're not talking about energy healing? That I was like, I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable with my own skin. And it's kind of like the, the Hulk, right? Like I have this amazing Hulk. And yet I couldn't do it. And the that I let that go is one thing we really started to do. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's one of the moments that you actually let go from who you are and accept yourself, that things kind of fall into place. And for a really long time, like, one of the ones I had was um, I didn't want to be labeled a copywriter because I didn't like it. But I spoke to a friend about it and was like, no, that's what you do and that's what you do the best at. You're amazing at it. I'm so glad to hear that you're okay with that term. Yeah, because, like, um, like my posts now have actually started to, like, work around that. It's incredible. Um mm-hmm. It's, but it's amazing how we get hung up on what we don't want to be known for, even though we are those things. Yeah, it really is. It's like, it's all good and well knowing what you don't want, but know what you do want and who you are, though. Yeah, but knowing who you are, don't you find that that's a little bit uh, difficult? Because we have so much, like, we tell ourselves so many stories about what we should be or what we think we have to be. And just, it's not, I found that to be the hardest part. About becoming a business owner was, you know, it pushes you in all kinds of directions, but becoming me in this process has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Oh, yeah. And I thought I knew, I thought I knew who I was, right? I was confident. And being in business, it brought up all of this self-doubt. Am I good enough? Should I even be doing this? What the heck am I doing? Are people ever going to pay me? Right? All of this stuff started to rise up. And being able to stand in your truth and say, who am I? And this is who I am and I'm okay with that. I found that to be one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, it really, really is one of the toughest things. And it will test your mettle. Yeah. You know, for me, um, it's funny because I looked for solutions, right? And I was doing all this healing work. I did a lot of mindset work. And I reached out. I was doing all of this work with uh, copywriters. I did. I did work with you. I worked with coaches, and I really had this. Um, I was driven, right? I'm not one of those people that just kind of sat back and said, "Okay, I'm just going to wait for things to happen." I don't think that's how the law of attraction works. And uh, for me, it's not until I started to clear the bigger blocks, the deeper blocks, the core blocks. And I hate that term too, by the way. I know, nobody, right? Nobody knows what that really means technically. But it's uh, that belief that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't deserving. Once I really started to clear those, that's when things started to really shift. Yeah, it really does work that way. And something I remember uh, one of my old mentors, Randy Gage, used to actually talk about all the time. Gage, G-A-G-E. I'm trying to get him on the show at some point as well. Um, was uh, was this, idea, was this um, quote he used to say, the Quakers used to say? And the Quakers would say, when you pray, move your feet. Why? Because essentially what it means, the, the translation I took from it that Randy gave me was, when you make an intention and have a prayer of like how you want to move forward, make sure you start taking actions towards it because otherwise it's just like a hopeless prayer. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, um, action is really important. But also I think we, I, I've seen this a lot and I see it a lot with my clients too. Sometimes we limit the action that we're taking because we think that that's the only action. We get really attached to to one action because we're afraid to be, and then we get it. We do it right. Like let's say we go out, we do a launch for something, and it doesn't work out. We get so disappointed and we get so hard on ourselves because of it because we were expecting results. And uh, it's so there's kind of a balance in there. And I think if we just did more, if we did everything that came to us. And we just looked at it as a way to open doors rather than get results. We would be so much further along and just keep taking action. That's so true. Yeah, you pointed out something to me, actually. You said my biggest pattern was that I have a hard time taking action. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and I went, I went, no way. <laughs> that was my first reaction. And then I went to two different psychics and they told me the same thing in the same week. And I went, okay, maybe there's something in here. <laughs> See, people need to remember, I'm actually really good at doing like the crazy fun stuff. I'm just, I just don't, you know, I don't do it professionally. I'm just very good at reading people. It's what I do. Yeah. So... So for me, knowing that, knowing where that was coming from, knowing that I wasn't completely in, my pattern was actually not that I wasn't taking action. My pattern was that I was always taking action and then stopping. So I would make my money back and then I would go, oh, this doesn't work. And then I would stop and I would totally sabotage myself. And when you can start to see those patterns and start to clear them, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing, actually. You get to the other side of it and go, oh, now I can push through it and I can keep taking action. What's really interesting is that since I cleared that, the need for that pattern, I'm starting to see all kinds of things. You know, even reaching out to you for uh, to do this chat today, um, I didn't feel like throwing up, right? I didn't feel like I was sick. I didn't feel like, I felt like it was okay for me to do. You could say yes, you could say no. But it was really this, um, this shift in how I approach the world and that it's okay to be me. Yeah, that's actually really true. It's something that you have to embrace because it is okay to be you. Yep. So it's really kind of cool. So for you, have you ever had that experience where you felt like you weren't uh, fully you? All the time. Like for a very long time. You actually know this. You've actually seen, you've coached me through this. Um, I know. But I've had like, um, one thing I'd say this much to everyone listening, it doesn't matter how many years you've actually been stuck in a certain pattern it takes literally, it could take a day, it could take a month, it could take a year to shift essentially 20 something plus years of patterning and conditioning in an instant. It's like so easy to do. It yeah. is easy, but you have to be ready and you have to be willing to go to the root cause and clear the energy. You know, I used to think that it was um, with Theta Healing, it's a, one of the healing modalities that I practice. And I used to go, okay, well, you know, we start with the problem, we start with the pattern, and then we go deeper. I actually found there's a better way to actually do that, and it's to tune the energy to abundance. You know that energy that, you know that day where you feel really, really good, and you're on top of the world, and you feel like everything's going to happen, almost like Leonardo Leo in, um, uh, you know that movie, The Titanic? Yeah. And at the end, he's like, nothing can go wrong, and you're standing on that edge of that boat. Yep. And it's that kind of energy that you're putting out into the world. If you can tune your energy to that and release and find what's holding you back, that's what's going to move you forward even more. Oh, yeah. Even beyond the patterns, even beyond getting in alignment with your business and everything else, it's finding out what's really holding you back from living full out. Oh, most definitely. I think one of my favorite um, things that we had with the previous guest on here, my friend uh, Travis Sago, who's amazing. He, he, I posted his, I reposted his quote the other day, which is amazing, which was, um, the, the biggest, oh, sorry, the belief that something is holding you back is the biggest false belief in all of history. Yeah. Because when, and here's the reason why, yes, there are things that will hold you back. Obviously they would do. Um, but the problem is that you as a person will see that and think, Oh no, uh, what is this thing? I've got to explore all my childhood, all this thing. And it basically becomes a mental masturbation session more than anything else. Because you're, yeah. <laughs> you're just mentally jerking off and not really doing anything. Um, yeah. It's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but gets you nowhere. Essentially, I call it brain candy. Blame candy. 
Brain candy. Yeah, brain candy's true, and blame candy as well, for that matter. Let's just throw all of them in there. Um, the way I'm actually looking at this is quite simple. If you have a situation right now where you know you don't know what your block is, or for easiest of terms, you don't know what your wall is, the thing that's stopping you, try not focusing on that, but rather focus on what you can do, and then simultaneously work towards finding that area. And you do that through journaling. And the way this really solidified for me was watching Jean-Paul Getty's movie, All the Money in the World, right? Jean-Paul Getty was not a nice person. He was, no, and he wasn't secure with money. He wasn't secure, which is why he kept building so much of it. But here's the thing. Why can a guy like that make billions, yet someone that is good and pure make nothing? The reason is simply because one took action, the other one sat there hoping and thinking. Oh, things. I don't, I think it's a bit more than that. He knew that he was worthy and deserving of it. That's the other thing as well. Like right? worthy, worthiness and deservedness is a whole different area. You no, know, there's a concept that's called um, uh, set point, the internal set point of where we're comfortable at. And until you raise that set point, nothing's going to change, right? There's uh, it's it's by Max and Maxwell something he came up with the term, and it basically is everybody has an internal set point of what they're comfortable at in terms of receiving annually, monthly from clients, and what they're getting paid. Why are some people getting paid thirty five thousand dollars for similar coaching to someone else who's getting paid five thousand? The only difference is that they have a different set point as to what's allowed for them. And when you raise that set point, you can start to charge more. You can start to keep more money as well because there's all kinds of set points, right? I would love to be uh, Mr. Getty and have that kind of money, but I also don't think that part of me doesn't think that I'm worthy and deserving of having that much. Yeah, I mean, that would Which be is it. not true, right? It, the truth is that we, are, we can have it all if we desire it. Oh, for sure, I agree. Um, but something I wanted to actually say as well was, um, what's it called? As far as it goes with it's Maxwell Maltz that you were thinking of? Yeah. yeah. And it's his book, uh, Psycho... S uh, Psycho Cybernetics, which is an amazing book. I mean, it's a book that... Uh, it, it's just incredible. I fucking love that book. But what I was going to say was that, like something that he kind of jumps into and talks about a lot in there is how, essentially, it is raising that thermostat. And how you do it is quite simple. You, you essentially just start going back and conditioning your brain on what you believe Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And when you do that, you can change things. I've seen it with my clients. I've seen it for myself. Uh, you know, I have clients that have gone from like I. She's a chiropractor. She's she went from like just under ten k months to twenty k months consistently. And recently, she manifested nineteen thousand in a in a four day manifested unexpected challenge. Right. And the reason that, that was possible for her in four days was because her thermostat had been raised to that level. Yeah. It's, right. essentially, it would, mm -hmm. it's essentially what you believe that you can do will happen to you. And yep. there's a million and one ways on how to like raise that thermostat internally. But the best one I've found, which works ultimately and has worked for me, is um, recording my own voice and just interlacing it into one of my favorite songs. Like, I know... Yep. I'm gonna to listen to that song repeatedly, so I just have like my voice like underneath it all, like just loud enough that my subconscious can hear, but quiet enough that my conscious brain lets it pass by. Oh, and what does that do for you? Does that like raise your vibration? Does that make you feel like you're on top of the world? Like, what's the process? What's actually going on for you when you do that? The song that I'm listening to, I'm not gonna mention because I don't want to get in trouble with it. But like the song I'm listening to, it's um, 
it kind of goes off in my mind. I'm like, holy crap, this is such a good song. I feel so good. I know the words. I'm singing yeah. along. I'm really in that high space. But simultaneously, that, that, that thought of recording, of increasing my financial thermostat just keeps hitting inside my brain, like just slips yeah. right in. And so you're actually tuning your energy to abundance when you're doing that? Yep. Because you're feeling so good and then that thought comes in. It's like going into a theta brainwave mm. and that thought's like it kind of starts to take over. For me, the thing I tell people is to imagine that ray of light coming down from the ethers and yes, I'm always in meditation mode, right? <laughs> like... And just that unconditional love that comes down from the through the top of your head, through your body, all the way down to your feet and to Mother Earth, and allowing that energy to grow, that's the same energy. And if you can connect with that every day for, for a minute or two, you're, it's similar to what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And that's what's, when the vibration is going to start attracting more abundance into your life. And it's a great time to, try, to start changing patterns and beliefs. Yep, I agree. Yep. So very few yeah. people actually even look at that kind of thing, and I find that's a big mistake that we have. Now, something I want to ask you, because it is your expertise, what do you find is probably one of the most challenging aspects of working with people? Like uh, it depends if they're coaches. <laughs> the I don't really have a hard time working with people. I think that the biggest issue that comes up is people get caught up in their own stories. They think they have to understand why something happened or where it came from, and you know, and it's really, uh, and then they get caught up in the story and they get almost insulted when you say, I don't need the story. We just need to follow the feelings because we need to go down to the root cause. But if we stay in the brain candy portion and like, why did this happen? 98% of the time it's not required and getting people out of their story into the root cause and finding out why something where it really started so we can clear it is the, um, is probably the biggest challenge I have with people. The other time, the other challenge I have with people is sometimes people do the work and they get scared and they run away. <laughs> yeah, that usually tends to happen. I've had that happen twice and it was really hard on me. <laughs> I started to doubt my abilities as a healer, as a person. Wow. And yeah, because it's kind of like, my God, they they paid me all this money and now they're not showing up for their sessions. <laughs> like, and I, that really threw me actually. How can someone pay me four thousand dollars and not show up? <laughs> right. You'd be surprised. As a client I'm working with right now, what they do is essentially they uh, they they've said to me that like they've had people walk out halfway through their um, their training just simply because there's so much emotional stuff that just gets opened up for them. You know what? It is the emotions that hold people back. It's not the action. Most people know what they have to do. They hire train like they hire coaches. They have training. And it's, uh, it's the emotions that hold people back. Like even if the, like the copy you wrote for me, yep. right? You wrote a whole funnel for me. And then I, I went to start it. I got scared. I'm like, can I really spend this kind of money? Is it really going to work? And then I, I pushed it back, right? But if I had just gone, okay, I'm going to put the emotion aside and actually try it, I might have gotten very different results, mm -hmm. right? And you won't know if you get results until you actually do it. But it's the emotions that will hold you back from even being able to do it. Yep. The, yeah. So for me, the way I look at it is kind of like an onion, right? You start with where are the blocks and like what's actually going on for you and not even a block, like what's actually happening for you, what are you wanting to create? And then we kind of have to go down to the, the center of the onion. But people, people get really, really protective of their onion layers. They really do. I know I do. 
right? And I, I get that, right? Like nobody wants to go there. And until you're ready, you're not going to see it. For me, until I sat in that hot tub in Montana, I wasn't seeing that I wasn't taking action or even talking about uh, doing intuitive work, right? I was hiding. I was one of those people that kind of played hard, but I wasn't really playing full out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest part. I like to use uh, imagery to get people out of their heads to see what's really going on. Like, for example, so if you're, let's say that you're watching a football game, right? And uh, you have you're, you have the stadium, you have the, the players out on the field, and you're coming out, and you're like, okay, where am I on that football game? If I was playing my life right now, are you behind the stands? Are you in the stands? Or are you actually out in the field playing full out? And are you winning? Because mm -hmm. that'll kind of tell you where you're comfortable. And then what happens is you can start to kind of imagine yourself walking through the football field and actually playing full out and see where the fears and the doubts start to come up. And that's when you can really start to do the deeper work. That's true. Yeah. I do that a lot with my clients. I take them through imagery because it takes them out of their head. I don't need the story. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, entirely. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> So kind of like jumping off that board though, like what was something that you actually found as a challenge yourself when you were talking to like clients about this kind of thing? Like, you know, how do you get out of your own head? You know, I think the, I the challenge... Said, well, I know you said imagery is a thing, but like say for, for instance, someone listening to this doesn't have the ability to find someone they can work with as a coach or they're, they're jaded of that opinion. What could they do themselves? Sorry, that's what I meant to ask. What could they do themselves to actually yeah. start working through this? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's say that we're just going to keep this simple. So first of all, somebody who's listening to this, they might not even know they have blocks. So let's just start with the basics, right? So what they can do is they can visualize themselves going through what they actually wanted to create. So let's talk about money for, for or getting a client, right? And let's say that you're wanting to enroll two clients this month and you're visualizing yourself enrolling two clients and that kind of feels okay. So now you double it and you start to increase that until you find a discomfort and there will always be a discomfort right if you suddenly found yourself with a full schedule what would it be like for you and you might say oh that would be great right that's usually the first instinct but then when you really think about it how do, how would that feel to know that your entire schedule is there how would people react to you what would be the worst thing about it and you just start to feel that in your body that's the first thing that they can do is just to know where that is in their body and then put their hand over it and do the ho-po-po-ho-no with it, mm -hmm. which is just a little forgiveness exercise and you just focus on that energy. I love you. I forgive you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Until it releases. And that's really the first step to start clearing your energy. And you don't have to go deep here, right? You can just stay superficial, right? You could stay at the other, at the onion layer and just start to, to feel what you're feeling as you go through the visualization. You know what's really weird? Hold on. Uh, I'm going to get the actual stat for this. But you know what you just actually described right now? It's my number one ranked video of all time with 25,000 views. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? The Hopo Pohono, right? Yeah. I call it for the people that want to like see essentially a 19-year-old dumbass version of me, feel free to. It's uh, The Clearing Effect Dr. Joe Vitale. If you type that into YouTube, my video should come up as number one. 
Um, and it's my crappy little notepad, noteboard that I was using when I was still living at my parents' place. So I saw that video. You look like you were a nineteen-year-old kid, right? I was nineteen. My I I grew into my face. Let's be honest. I had like a really thin face. <laughs> you were so skinny on that thing. To give you guys an idea, I was six foot tall. I'm still six foot tall, but I was um a hundred and thirty-five pounds or like sixty kilos. That's how much I weighed. But it's funny because for me, it's like I look at that and I'm like, it's like you hadn't, there was like your face wasn't there yet. <laughs> yeah, like my face hadn't grown into the rest of my body. It's like his head still hasn't grown in. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty phenomenal to actually see that video. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you were so young on that video. So, yeah, so that's, uh, but it works. The thing I'm going to say, though, is that all of these exercises, the mindset, the journaling and all of that is great. But um, if you're finding that you're, it's not moving you forward, that's when you know that you have to start going deeper. And there's lots of YouTube videos. There's lots of uh, free ex free resources that you can Google on, you know, figuring out how to actually release this stuff. Yeah, agreed. It's just incredible. And, like, forgiveness is such a powerful thing. Now, something I do want to jump into right now is book lists. Because by, by the time this show airs, we should be around March time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to curiously ask, do you have like a book list of books that you enjoy, um, like that you set out for the year or do you just pick up stuff that you like to read? Uh, no, I just pick up stuff that I like to read along the way. Um, so, and it's also, I, every time there's every once in a while, somebody will post on Facebook with what books are you reading yep. and uh, I'll go through that and pick something and That's then I'll read it. I usually read a book a week. That's, yeah, yeah, because you're a fast reader and I suck because I'm slow. It takes me like a month to get through a book now. Really? If oh. that, or longer. So what I've done is like, I realize there's types of books I like. So you know the really thin books that has like a little bit bigger font? Yeah, did you want the images too? No. I'm pretty <laughs> okay. good. The images help though, thank you. Because <laughs> child books are my favorite. <laughs> Children's books, yeah. Um, but no, like books like that where they're, I think they're like A5 in, in size because mm -hmm. they're not so far width space and the it, I think it's like a 14 point uh, font they have on there or a 13 point font I get through those books literally within about two or three days right but proper full manual books because I was reading Extreme Ownership by Jocko Wilnick which I recommend for everyone um, quite war heavy but has a lot of good stuff in that while I was reading that it was like 11 point font and it was so so difficult. I have to get the audiobook. So with any book that's like that, it's audiobook for that. If it's easy to quick read, I'll quickly read it through as an actual physical book. Is it possible you just need more glasses? I already, like, I already glasses. wear, I already wear glasses, and you know I do. Yeah. So for me, it's like there, but sometimes there's books that are just really boring. Like if they're for me, if they're too, uh, if they're too like formulaic or too formal, I don't read it. I know you let me a sales book. And I just can't read it. Wait, what book did I give you? I don't. I would have to like look for it. I don't it's, even remember. That's how crazy yeah, it is. You let me. Yeah, you gave me one, and I'm like, I can't. I can't read it. Like it's something about sales, and I'm like, I get into the first, like the third page, and I'm like, there is no way I'm reading this. So, and it's not. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't read your book. It's okay. It wasn't my but, book. It was a book I gave you. That was the difference. Yeah. If it was my book. I'd be upset. But it's someone else's book. I'm like, eh, what does it matter? 
So it depends on what type of books people like. I think, you know, the other thing is keep learning, keep growing as you go through this process. I'm going to actually pull up my, my book list and I'll give you a couple of recommendations if you want it. The, uh, the one that I found really helped me, and uh, it's funny how the universe just kind of throws us uh, a book here or there. The one by Doreen Virtue where she speaks to uh, messages from spirit, from your spirit guides, I found really helped me. Uh, cool. Just opened me up to, to more. I love Byron Carey. I love The Millionaire of Genesis. It's an amazing book. What does it really take? And it's it's just a different view. It kind of goes through uh, biblically all of the different stories from the Bible and how that relates to abundance. And uh, it's really interesting how we have stories and then what's actually, when you look at it from a, a term of what's happened biblically and abundance there, it's like, oh, spiritual people, people that are really good-hearted, they also can have abundance. Yep. Cool. In fact, they're meant to, but they just kind of get in their own way because someone told them they had to be poor. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny because the only core beliefs that we really have are I'm abundant, I am resourceful, I am deserving, I am worthy, but they're all kind of hidden. Mm -hmm. And if we can just access those, that's, that's really when we can start to live more and be more. Oh, I agree entirely on that one. Yeah. Now, something I really kind of want to explore with you on this episode particularly is because you've actually like given so much in so little time is particularly like how do you get out of a rut like you personally when you're in a situation where you don't you don't feel it what is your go-to way <laughs> i cry for days <laughs> that still counts uh, for some people you know that works. actually yeah so um depression is uh my pattern so i get depressed Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it depends on if I really, really sink low, I get really depressed. I get, and it's like, everything just goes to shit. I try to work and ultimately it forces me to stop. And when I stop and I start to focus on happiness and just taking care of myself, that's really when things start to, to get back together. Right. And I'm trying to break the pattern of having to get depressed in order to go forward. But I'm learning that when I'm getting depressed, it's not, and it doesn't, it hasn't happened this year. I'm really feeling like it's gone. But the one day it did happen, what I do now is I go, what is it trying to tell me? And where am I out of alignment? Because it's just a misalignment between who you are. When you're feeling really, really bad, it's just that you think you can't have something. And now I'm going, what is it that I want? What do I think I can't have? All right, and what's the story I'm telling myself? And I turn that around, and I start to go towards what I want rather than what I don't want. And I find that that's what gets me out of the rut much faster these days. That's amazing. Yeah. You know what? It's changed my life, I have to say. <laughs> to be able to go do that in a day rather than taking three months or six months or two years to, to get out of the depression rut, it's really changed my life. Right. That's incredible. I love that. I love that. And you know me because I'm quite susceptible to that kind of thing myself. So that's an amazing thing for me to actually realize um, and how things are working out. Now, one of my favorite questions I have on the show is what three pieces of advice would you give to an entrepreneur that's either hitting a plateau or if they don't know what they're doing, like they're kind of out of alignment with themselves. Like what three pieces of advice would you give? Could be the same ones you've already given, but like just like no, a... Okay. So uh, first piece of advice, it's okay to... Stop trying to be perfect. It's okay to fail. You will fail. 
I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to succeed and get everything right that we actually forget to enjoy the process. And uh, permission to fail is granted, right? Because then you can start to be yourself. So that's number one. Does that make sense to you? Yep, that makes complete sense. And two, forgive yourself, right? You're not there yet. Okay, so what? You're hitting a plateau. Stop beating yourself up. Do some forgiveness work. Do the hopopohono on yourself, right? I love me. I forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. And three, look for solutions and keep taking action as you move forward, right? Mm-hmm. And four, added fourth one, ask the universe for help. Start using your inner power because it is there. That's actually very, very effective. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because we all say, oh, we have this sense of intuition, but none of us, a lot of us, don't actually trust it. But what happens if you actually do trust it? You know, in uh, in December, I went over to my sister's, and I, I was driving over there, and I had to stop at a store to buy new windshield covers. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to ask my intuition, God, where where is the store that I can stop? And I heard exit two. And I oh, thought, wow. okay, I'll take exit two, right? I knew where I was going. And uh, I took exit one because there was a sign saying go to exit one. I really didn't listen to my intuition. And what ended up happening is I drove three miles on this little side road to the store just beside exit two. And if I had just listened to my intuition, I would have gotten there faster. It's interesting what happens, like how your intuition is basically like your, um, it's your natural navigation system, like takes you exactly where you need to be. Yep. And it knows the way, and it's smarter than us, right? Most definitely. And if we, could, if we could just listen to that, but fear, doubts, all of that kind of like, am I doing the right thing, am I not? And trusting that intuition is one of the hardest things you're ever going to do. For me, that was uh, actually what started getting me out of my own depression like years back when I really started to change was the day that I started to allow my intuition. And you can call it being psychic, you can call it, you know, there's lots of different ways to look at that. But for me, I sat down in a in a spiritual circle, and at the end of it, somebody said, "Do you have a spirit message for someone?" And I and I'm like, "Well, that's crazy, right? Like, of course not." And I heard it in my right ear, and I went, "Oh, I do." And that was the beginning of me reconnecting with my own intuition. And it was so natural, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the advice that I have for people. That's amazing. Thank you so much uh, for actually sharing with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to have uh, to have been here. Thank you. I'm glad that you were here. Guys, go check out Natalie's um, site. It's amazing. There'll be links in the description as always, but it's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E-G-U-E-R-I-N.com. Check it out. Natalie, Natalie gives out amazing content and her emails are actually just incredible i can say that because i helped to te- i taught her how to do those you know um, what the best uh the best com- the best feedback i got from you what? it made me feel so good your emails are getting a lot better <laughs> they are i mean okay so just side note story before we sign off uh there was a time where Natalie actually wrote an email out to her client list and her client messaged back saying i don't know if that was on an autoresponder or a personal email that's actually incredible i want to give you more money that's how you know you're doing it right. So keep going and always build that stuff up. But trust me, her stuff is incredible um, and it works, which is the main thing. Um, so guys, go check her out. Hit her up. She's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for being here on this episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. And I will see you on the next episode uh, in a week's time. Take care, guys. Bye.